Welcome back to Read This Next with Ruth and Nicole. This week we are doing a classic uh, topic that Laura and I talk about a lot, um, which is closed circle mysteries, which I, you probably already knew this, but this is one of Laura's like favorite, I want to say tropes, I guess, in mystery novels. Um, she's a big fan. Do you read very many closed mysteries slash do you know what they are? I do. Um, I mean, I was a big fan, like so many people, I think, growing up of Agatha Christie's stories. So that mm-hmm. kind of fits in very nicely. Uh, there was a book that came out a few years ago that I really loved. I want to say it was called 1222 by Anne Holt. We so had like that one on of, our previous list. Yeah. So coming out of the, like the, the Scandinavian mystery genres, it was one of actually my first Scandinavian mysteries. And I really, really loved it. And deep in our list, we actually have one of the most recent ones I've read and enjoyed. But I'm not going to spoil that surprise. No, we'll get there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a fun trope. Um, that be oh, I just shook my screen. That being said, if there's um, if you really like this episode, keep in mind we have a previous one. So this is volume two of our closed circle mysteries. Um, so let's get right into it. I think I'm pink, so I'm going first. Big surprise, you're pink and I'm yellow. (laughs) Uh, This is Lavender House by Lev A.C. Rosen. Um, Here we go. Lavender House, 1952. The family seat of recently deceased matriarch Irene LaMontagne, head of the famous LaMontagne soap empire. Irene's recipes for her signature scents are are a well-guarded secret, but it's not the only one behind these gates. This estate offers a unique freedom where none of the residents or staff hide who they are. But to keep their secret, they've needed to keep others out. And now they're worried they're keeping a murderer in. Not ideal. Well, that's, yeah, putting it lightly. Yeah. Not ideal. (laughs) Uh, Irene's widow hires Evander Mills to uncover the truth behind her mysterious death. Andy, recently fired from the San Francisco police after being caught in a raid on a... uh, caught in a raid on a gay bar is happy to accept his calendar is wide open and his secret is the kind of secret the lamontines understand andy has never imagined a world like lavender house he's seduced by the safety and freedom found behind its gates where a queer family lives honestly and openly but that honesty doesn't extend to everything and he quickly finds himself a pawn in a family game of old money subterfuge and jealousy and irene's death is only the beginning when your existence is a crime, everything you do is criminal, and the gates of Lavender House can't lock out the real world real world forever. Running a soap empire can be dirty business. <laughs> Ooh. You know what's interesting with this is when in the beginning part, like early in this description, when you're talking about um, keeping secrets and that unique freedom where they don't have to hide who they are, I'm like, is this going to be going into like, is it going to also dip into like urban fantasy or something? Mm. Like what kind of secrets are they keeping? We don't know. Right. Like they could all be unicorns. True. Or dragons. Like, Vampires. Who options. Knows? Options. Right. But no, like this is, so it's sort of intriguing as you find out like what the secrets are. Mm-hmm. Well, they said um, Irene's widow. Yes. Which... I did catch that. Which do men get just out of curiosity? Do men ever? They're widowers. Widows? They're called oh, widowers. Interesting. Yeah. That's I know. Interesting. Which yeah. is interesting because it makes it sound like they make widows, which yeah. often they do die first. So true. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. It is intriguing. 
Yeah. We'll have to recommend it to Sarah at Lovely Body as she works on her own soap empire. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have Strega by Johan Lika Holm. I gave Possibly. you the hard name again, apparently. You love giving me the hard names. That's okay. <laughs> um, and Saskia Vogel is the translator. Powerly inventive and atmospheric, a modern Gothic story of nine young women sent to work at a remote Alpine hotel and what happens when one of them goes missing. Ooh. With toiletries, hairbands, and notebooks in her bag, and at her mother's instruction, 19-year-old Rafa leaves her parents' home and the seaside town she grew up in. Out the train window, she sees the lit-up mountains and perfect trees, and the Olympic Hotel waiting for her perched above the small village of Strega. There, she and eight other young women receive the stiff black uniforms of seasonal workers and move into their shared dorm. But while they toil constantly to perform their role and prepare the hotel for guests, none arrive. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bit unusual, shall we say? Even though, like, worst hotels usually seem to get some guests. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, they contort themselves daily to the expectations of their strict matronly bosses without clear purpose, and in their spare moments escape to the herb garden, confide in each other and quickly find solace together finally the hotel is filled with people for a wild and raucous party only for one of the women to disappear what follows are deeper revelations about the myths we teach young women what we raise them to expect from the world and whether a gentler more beautiful life is possible oh interesting yeah i do like that it's got the gothic twist that's always kind of you know, another interesting genre to dive into. Um, Gorgeous cover, like in terms of like the really lush flowers, Mm -hmm. but there's that like melty look a little bit to Mm -hmm. the words and some of the flowers that let us know that all is probably not well. Yeah. I'm so curious what this uh, big event is. And the party. Yeah. That brings all these people. The party of the year. Yeah. And how did they end up at this hotel specifically? Very well, curious. it makes me wonder if it's something that these matronly bosses have orchestrated and yes. the missingness is not as much of a surprise to some as it is to others. Yeah. But I can't we wait. We have to read to find out. <laughs> oh, I should also mention this list uh, was a Laura creation. So, Ooh. you know, these are going to be Laura's good with us. Then. She is. Strago. Okay. Uh, I hate the cover of this one so i'm gonna just give you like wait five if you don't like creepy like grudge-esque things wait five seconds post me uh saying this before you open your eyes because i'm gonna show it right now gross okay (laughs) you're safe now if you were watching uh for those of you that are listening it's this horrendous no face person with like gross are they bloody no lips, lips. Yeah. is it lipstick we don't really know they got like long fi- yeah i don't like it anyways this is called nothing but blackened teeth by cassandra Kaw, i think okay uh a uh, hot oh a hey era h-e-i-a-n someone tell me how to spell that i mean say that Pronounce. i spelled it yes thank you uh so this mansion stands abandoned, its foundations resting on the bones of, the, of a bride and its walls packed with the remains of the girl's sacrifice to keep her company. It's the perfect wedding venue for a group of thrill-seeking friends. Uh, but a night of food, uh, food, drinks, and games quickly spirals into a nightmare. 
For lurking in the shadows is the ghost bride with a black smile and a hungry heart, and she gets lonely down there in the dirt. I hate. I hate this. It's, also, it's it's definitely very creepy. I feel like this is honestly something Laura and I would watch if it was made into a movie. It totally screams like Ruth and Laura chill out vibes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just something we do. We've been doing it for years. I want to know if these thrill-seeking friends know going in, like that there's. I think all these they do. Uh, it says thrill-seeking, so I feel like they do. Yeah, but dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Um, yeah. And, and this is an, an interesting one because it's uh, usually when we get the closed circle mysteries, they're not necessarily supernatural based, yeah. whereas this one clearly is. Oh, yeah. So it's got a good uh, mix of both. I can totally see it being adapted like it. for film, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I would I probably be watch it before I'd one. read it, to be honest. I'm oh, better. Yeah. I'm better with those in like video short term but like a book it's gonna sink too deep into me yeah and it's there's too much to the imagination whereas oh, if yeah. you like watch it you've got an idea already you can't sink too far into the depths of your mind exactly exactly <laughs> you know me oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> the next cover is a little bit nicer <laughs> it's it's a simpler cover um the title is survive the night by riley sager um a little ominous, though, I'm going to say, like, survive the night. I know, I know we're doing closed circle mysteries, but uh, I want to survive the night. Um, <laughs> These people all did. <laughs> good point. Good point. I don't know. But I mean, if you go to, like, the spooky house, that's on you. Mm -hmm. um, Charlie Jordan is being driven across the country by a serial killer. Maybe. Okay. Behind the wheel is Josh Baxter, a stranger Charlie met by the college rideshare board who also has a good reason for leaving university in the middle of term. On the road, they share their stories, carefully avoiding the subject dominating the news, the campus killer, mm. who's tied up and stabbed three students in the span of a year and has just struck again. <sighs> Traveling the lengthy journey between university and their final destination, Charlie begins to notice discrepancies in Josh's story. As she begins to plan her escape from the man she is becoming certain is the killer, she starts to suspect that Josh knows exactly what she's thinking, meaning <gasps> that she could very well end up as his next victim. I'm just going to start with, I didn't know Charlie was a girl at the beginning or female. Oh, really? I don't Charlie, know why, but I... Charlie could be anyone. This is true. I guess I'm so used to close circle mysteries kind of being like a female-led thing. Yeah. I don't know why. That's huh. a good point, but I just I was like, okay. Could be anybody, but now it's yeah. a girl, apparently. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh I Because I was wondering if it was gonna turn out that Charlie was the murderer. Uh not that a female serial killer can't exist. I mean it could. Uh it could be them. I, I really this one sounds super tense. Like yes. you're gonna be sitting there just like waiting. Mm -hmm. I can see many ways that this could go and it looks waiting cool. for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Especially based on this description. Like you already know. So there's is there a twist? Is it just being tense? Who knows? Yeah. And you know, honestly, like I'm going with if there is a serial killer on campus, I am not doing a ride share. No. I will use commercial transportation. Yeah. But you have like it's just like this I know. We need them, the story. Right? You need the story. Yeah. Some of us have to make Bad decisions in order to write good content for the stories. 
Thankfully, these are not real people in this one. (laughs) No kidding. Um, Okay. This next one, another more simple cover. I'm still reeling from that other one. (laughs) I know. It's going to stick with us. Yeah. I'm going to see it in my dreams. Uh, This is 56 Days by Catherine Ryan Howard. No one knew they'd moved in together. Now one of them is dead. Could this be the perfect murder? 56 days ago, Sierra and Oliver meet in a supermarket queue in Dublin the same week uh, COVID-19 reaches Irish shores. 35 days ago, when lockdown threatens to keep them apart, Oliver suggests that Sierra move in with him. She sees a unique opportunity for a new relationship to flourish without the pressure of scrutiny from, uh, from family and friends. He sees, he sees it as an opportunity to hide who and what he really is. Today, detectives arrive at Oliver's apartment to discover a decomposing body inside. Will they be able to determine what really happened or has lockdown provided someone with the opportunity to commit the perfect crime? It doesn't specify who that it's died. Kira's body. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But what is he? Well, but the detectives arrive at Oliver's apartment. It doesn't say that Oliver is at Oliver's apartment. Mm-hmm. So Oliver could be the decomposing body. Kira could be the decomposing body. Someone else could be the decomposing body. Lots of questions. But that's well a lot written. of information for us to have, like, up front. Yeah, this is a well-written description because I'm like, what else could be happening here? I see a hold in your future. Mm, we'll see. Could Add be too to violent. <laughs> don't do this to me. I don't need any more. <laughs> it's too big. Then you're, you're in the wrong field. Yeah. My, my to-be-read list is the library. <laughs> and then there's overflow. Yeah. Okay, next one up, Dead Space by Callie mm. Wallace. Okay, so again, not a like super intense cover. Um, Definitely screams sci-fi though. Yeah, sci-fi, like some sort of science, even like just science in general, but definitely. Oh, there's a space station. Sci-fi we're at. An investigator must solve a brutal murder, murder on a claustrophobic space station. In this tent science fiction thriller from the author of Salvation Day. Mm. Um, Hester Marley used to have a plan for her life. But when a catastrophic attack left her injured, indebted, and stranded far from home, she was forced to take a dead-end security job with a powerful mining company in the asteroid belt. Of course, Mm. it's always in the asteroid belt, isn't it? Now she spends her days investigating petty crimes to help her employer maximize its profits. She's surprised to hear from an old friend and fellow victim of the terrorist attack that ruined her life. And that surprise quickly turns to suspicion when he claims to have discovered something shocking about their shared history and the tragedy that neither of them can leave behind. Before Hester can learn more, her friend is violently murdered at a remote asteroid mine. Hester joins the investigation to find the truth, both about her friend's death and the information he believed he had uncovered. But catching a killer is only the beginning of Hester's worries, and she soon realizes that everything she learns about her friend his fellow miners and the outpost they call home brings her closer to revealing secrets that very powerful and very dangerous people would rather keep hidden in the depths of space. There's a lot going on here. Oh yeah. There is a huge, like they're setting up world building, which takes Mm -hmm. up a lot of time. And then they're adding this mystery on top of it. So intriguing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
so I'm I so guess, curious about how many pages it has. Yeah. That's what it comes down to when it's like, there's that much going on. Is it going to be really surface level for a lot of it? Or are they actually going to be able to like dig in deep to the world yeah. as well as give the time needed for the mystery? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious how, um, where the closed circle portion comes into this, I guess it's the mines, but it's not super clear. Like it, it almost yeah. makes it seem it's gotta like it's got to be that have... outpost. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I like it. All right. Next one. Uh, I like the cover of this one. So this is the Decagon House Murders by Yukito Ayatsuji, I think. And uh, Hong Lee Wong is the translator. Okay. The members of a university mystery club decide to visit an island. Bad mistake. If it's a closed circle mystery, never want to go there. You got to know that you're in a closed circle mystery. Like, read the room. Read the room. Someone's a murderer. Uh, They go to this island, which was the site of a grisly unsolved multiple murder the year before. They should have (laughs) known. Yeah, this is way too close. Like, at least give it 10 to 15 years. Yeah, come on. Maybe Uh, salt the earth. Like, something anything uh they're looking forward to investigating the crime putting their passion for solving mysteries to practical use but before long there's a fresh murder and soon the club members realize that they are being picked off one by one the remaining amateur sleuths will have to uh will have to use all their murder mystery expertise to find the killer before they end up dead too and then it says this is a playful loving and fiendishly plotted homage to the best of the golden age crime it will delight any mystery fan looking for looking to put their little gray cells to use so it's a little cool. hot tip there to agatha yeah exactly mm-hmm. very cute. um cute you know what was funny though the first thing i started thinking about when it was like the club and they're you know have a passion for solving mysteries i'm like scooby-doo yeah that's a good point it is very scooby-doo-esque except you know they don't get picked off one at a time well the whole crew is still grown-ups yeah yeah i guess so i guess so (laughs) imagine scooby-doo's like that they're just like they're picked off one at a time no who goes first oh man it'd have to be shaggy no like well, anyways, this is a little bit gruesome for the show, but uh, totally, we're going a little off topic. Regardless, there. same we, goofy vibes. It kind of sounds like a it has good that gang feeling, of friends, right? yeah. yeah, with some unfortunate consequences. Yeah. So pulling ourselves back, we're going to the Paradox <laughs> Hotel uh, by Rob Hart. I read this one right around Christmas. I want to say cool, and it definitely it took a little to get into, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so. An impossible crime, a detective on the edge of madness, and the future of time travel at stake. Like, it's Whoa. just, like, super fun tagline, right? Yeah. January Cole's job just got a whole lot harder. Not that running security at the Paradox was ever really easy. Nothing simple at a hotel where the ultra-wealthy tourists arrive costumed for a dozen different time periods, all eagerly waiting to catch their flights to the past. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Or where proximity to the time port makes the clocks run backward on occasion and rumor has it allows ghosts to stroll the halls. None of that compares to the corpse in room 526, the one that seems to both be there and not there, the one that somehow only January can see. On top of that, some very important new guests have just checked in because the U.S. government is about to privatize time travel technology and the world's most powerful people are on hand to stake their claims. 
January is sure the timing isn't a coincidence. Neither are those accidents that start stalking their bidders. There's a reason January can glimpse what others can't. A reason why she's the only one who can catch a killer who's operating invisibly and in plain sight all at once. But her ability is also destroying her grip on reality. And as her past, present, and future collide, she finds herself confronting not just the hotel's dark secrets, but her own. Like, it's honestly, it's a wild ride. It's um, so cool. Right? Like, it's, it's a... It's an amazing concept. There were definitely times where like trying to keep the threads of what's going on um, was a bit of a challenge. And basically what's happened with her without, it doesn't really give away too much. She spent so much time on time travel as a detective, making sure that people aren't breaking the rules, like bringing dinosaurs back or, you know, buying lots of Microsoft stock when they just (laughs) first hit and becoming wealthy. Like there's all these. So that was what her job was before she became the security but she okay. did it so much that it actually was starting to cause brain damage that time slips specifically for her. Whoa. And so she's trying to deal with that and while solve. also deal, yeah, deal Whoa. with this, like all this crazy stuff that's happening and yeah. whether or not it's related to who's trying to purchase um, the hotel in time port and all these like different elements sort of colliding. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely one of those layered books and it's not one that you can read when you're 97% asleep. That's fair. But it's good it's to know. Super interesting. <laughs> it sounds super interesting. Oh, I like that. Huh. I'm glad that you had seen it because you gave a bit or seen it, read it because it gave it a bit more context. <laughs> well, because it doesn't give you that much there, right? To sort of mm-hmm. understand how she's seeing things. And it's because like she's she's literally having these slips. Wow. Huh. That sounds cool. What did you rate it out of curiosity? Do you use good? Yeah, you use Goodreads. I dabble in Goodreads. (laughs) I did not rate it. I have not rated anything in several years. Oh, that's fair. Um, But is it a book I would put in the hands of the right reader? Absolutely. There you go. Okay. Um, Our next one then is Miss Aldridge Regrets. Um, The thing that you'll know about most close circle mysteries is they're not usually series (laughs) but this one is it's the canary club mystery uh so it goes the glittering rms queen mary a nightclub singer on the run an aristocratic family with secrets worth killing for london 1936 lena aldridge wonders if life has passed her by the dazzling theater career she's hoped for hasn't worked out Instead, she's stuck singing in a sticky-floored basement club in Soho, and her married lover has just left her. But Lena has always had a complicated life, one shrouded in mystery as a mixed-race girl passing for white in a city unforgiving of her true racial heritage. She's feeling utterly hopeless until a stranger offers her the chance of a lifetime. A starring role on Broadway and a first-class ticket on the Queen Mary bound for New York. After a murder at the club, the timing couldn't be better, and Lena jumps at the chance to escape England. But death follows her on board when an obscenely wealthy family draws her into their fold just as one of, uh, just as one among them is killed in a chillingly familiar way. As Lena na- navigates the Abernathy's increasingly bizarre family dynamic, she realizes that her greatest performance won't be for an audience, but for her life. With seductive glamour, simmering family drama, and dizzying twists, Louise Hare makes her beguiling U.S. debut. So, cool. Lots of drama. The Mm -hmm. boat is where the mystery is at. 
very cool. Yeah, and to be fair, like we do have some um, series where we've got the closed circle. Like when you look at, you know, the Agatha Christie, where the detective is sort of dropped in. Yeah. It's but very, it's, it's not common. Yeah. In current. Especially now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's more like a classic way of doing things. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we have Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. Big name. Big, big name. Um, after 80 years of avoiding each other, Daisy Darker's entire family is assembling for Nana's 80th birthday in Nana's crumbling Gothic house on a tiny tidal island. Cool. Don't go to the Gothic house. Don't go to the small island. And if your family doesn't like each other well enough to see each other in some kind of regularity, maybe don't go to the reunion because this yeah. is just looking like bad news bears. Mm-hmm. Finally back together one last time. Ominous. Mm-hmm. When the tide comes in, they will be cut off from the rest of the world for eight hours. the family arrives each of them harboring secrets because why not then at the stroke of midnight as a storm rages nana is found dead and an hour later the next family member follows Ooh, are they doing by age oh i don't know i mean intriguing trapped on an island where someone is killing them one by one the darkers must reckon with their present mystery as well as their past secrets before the tide comes in and all is revealed There's a nice little note here with a wicked wink to Agatha Christie's. And then there were none. Daisy Darker's unforgettable twists will leave readers reeling. Okay. Hmm. So intriguing, but like, seriously, you guys don't get along that well. Now you're going to go to a creepy house, be cut off from the world. I'm sure there's a reason you aren't seeing each other on the regular. I guess uh, the, no one thinks that their family's going to, like be murderous picking them off one by one when they go visit their grandma on their 80th birthday but still the vibes are wrong you gotta be prepared yeah and look at the cover i mean that is not a welcoming island no no that is a death island yes apologies to anyone who loves death islands (laughs) um that being said do you have anything else to add before we wrap up i don't think so i mean these are fun books there was the one cover that like seriously traumatized us um but overall i think like a really interesting group of books they're all kind of even though they're all closed circle they're different uh, mm-hmm. different time periods different kinds of locations different some of them genre. like we're not even yeah we're not even warning people like ooh, you shouldn't be doing that like yes absolutely i think lena aldridge going on the boat made sense at the time yeah little did she know right like people going to the death houses no you know better you get You'd no think. sympathy from me yeah, you'd think the mystery group and the wedding party at the death yeah. house. Like mistakes were made. No. Yeah. Hard. Okay, I'll still have those. sympathy for you though, because honestly it is very sad. Well, I but, mean, to be um, fair, if we're gonna really talk about it, they are fictional. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Who'd have thought? <laughs> that being said, if you liked any of these titles uh, and you missed the author or the title want to know how to spell it uh all of the information is on our blog which is tbapl nope tbapl is our social media across the board our blog is tbplofftheshelf.com and make sure to like comment subscribe do all that fun stuff and we'll see you again in two weeks bye take care